Hey everybody, welcome to another rendition of the outlet. It's me, it's me, it's CJD in the place to be. Excuse me, it's me, it's me, it's CJD in the place to be. And Nets are out of the playoffs. Nets are out of the playoffs, swept 4-0 by the Boston Celtics. And I gotta say, from, I gotta say from uh, being a Knicks fan, it does feel a little good. Just a little bit, just, just a little bit, just a tad bit. Um... Horrible game. Horrible game by the Nets. Horrible series by the Nets. Now the question is, what happens now? What happens now? KD was flustered the whole series. Kyrie had that great game one. But the rest of the team, you know, the I can't even say the rest of the team. The whole team didn't show up. Ben Simmons didn't play at all. Ben Simmons, you got traded here to play, to play basketball. Millions of dollars to hope you're not getting you know, he, he didn't play. He sat on the sidelines the whole series as a distraction. Well, not really a distraction. I can't call fashion a distraction in the NBA nowadays, given, you know, that's pretty much the basis of players' secondary, well, players' moonlighting businesses, but... Ben Simmons didn't play at all. Sat there and looked. He looked beautiful, by the way. Wore some really expensive clothes. Great expensive clothes. Man, he looked beautiful. Beautiful. Loved his rose-colored glasses. Mm. That's actually a hint. Dropping hints. Dropping hints. <clears throat> but rose-colored glasses inside. Mm. I wear my sunglasses at night. That's so what Ben Simmons was doing. So, Nets lose. Robert Williams comes back and plays. <laughs> Robert Williams was hurt for a while, but he came back and played. Um, Nets didn't stand a chance from the beginning of the series. It was, uh, again, as we know, series are all about matchups. And the Nets didn't have good matchups. You know, Steve Nash, he looked inadequate. He made Doka look like uh, he looked like a, a, a coaching savant against Steve Nash. We see what the obvious, excuse me, what the obvious issue is in Brooklyn. They need a, a real coach. They need a real coach. Kyrie Irving after the game was talking about you know me, Kevin, Steve, and Joe. Well, me, Kevin, um, oh Sean and Joe, we're gonna you know figure out what's going on. You guys love Steve Nash out of that whole equal equation. At that whole scene. So, Steve Nash, it's safe to say for me, he's not coming back. I think, me personally, if I'm running the show, I think the Nets need a real coach. They need somebody that when everything breaks down, when everything is, nothing's working, your coach is supposed to provide you answers. Me as somebody that played sports, and I, I played a long time. I played in high school, and, long, and I played intramural sports and stuff in college, but... When, when everything is going bad, and you look at your coach, my coaches... Would say to me, Chad, what are you looking at? I would tell them what I'm looking at, and they would come up with game plans on the spot. They would say, Hey, what are we seeing out there? Which I play, I play the offensive line, defensive line. Hey, what are we seeing out there, guys? What's up? What's going on? Let's discuss it. Let's let's come up with. It. And he would come out, and my coaches would come up with game plans. Some of them worked. Some of them did work. But they gave us answers when we needed them. 
A head coach is supposed to provide you answers. He's just not supposed to clap his hands and say, come on, guys, let's play. No, you come up with a game plan and you execute. That's what coaches do. Steve Nash was obvious that he was just somebody that was there just to clap his hands and say, come on, guys, please play harder. You know, you start off that game playing three point guards, right? You play three point guards and you try to play zone. How is that going to work? Kevin Durant's playing power forward. Not going to work. You got Nick Claxton out there. Now, Nick Claxton, he, he, hey, he didn't play the best, but he played hard. He's a real NBA player. He played hard. He did what he had to do, but he had some weaknesses that, you know, the Celtics, they, they the Celtics, you know, made him look bad about. Andre Drummond also. Now, look at the matchup-wise starting that game off. Robert Williams was coming off the bench. He was coming off the bench. They were starting with Grant Williams. Or not even Grant Williams sometimes. The last game they started with Daniel Tice and Al Horford. Al Horford, Al Dr- Andre Drummond or Al Horford is a terrible matchup. Al Horford is going to bring him from the rim where he needs to be. Al- Andre Drummond is a rim protector. Then you got Daniel Tice in the paint against Kevin Durant. He can't defend him. Or no, no, not even Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was playing Jalen Brown sometimes. You got Bruce Brown in the paint against against Daniel Tice. Daniel Tice may not be the best defender, may not be the best offensive talent, but you know what? You give him, you give, you give a big guy the ball under the rim against somebody that's shorter than him. All he has to do is just throw it in. It's over. You can't defend certain things. You can't defend size. You can game plan against it, but blatant size like that. Daniel Tice got to be 6'10", 6'11". Bruce Brown is 6'4". Come on, bro. Like, really? That's like that's a, that's like a short guy trying to kiss his girlfriend in heels when she's wearing six-inch heels. Like, come on, dude. You guys are the same height with shoes on. <laughs> not, 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 you guys are the same height flat-footed, not, not with heels on. So you can't defend certain things. Robert Williams was coming off the bench playing, coming off the bench playing impeccable defense. Met the, the the Nets made no adjustments. Zero adjustments. Ime Udoka with double and triple teaming Kevin Durant and bringing help from all possible angles. Every different possession was a different guy helping on Kevin Durant. And that flustered him. He didn't know where to pass out of the double team, double and triple team, because it was always different people rotating. Come on, man. They looked inadequate. They look. They look. They just look bad. They look bad from top to bottom, from the players, coach, owner, whatever. So now, now that you got embarrassed, right, on your home court in the playoffs, where before the season you guys were slated to win the championship, now you got embarrassed. Now all of these other issues are starting to come out. This is what happens when, in my opinion, this is what happens when you treat the regular season like a game. Like a baby. I know technically we're playing basketball games, but you can't, you have to build during the regular season. A cohesive team beats a talented one any day, and that's what you saw in this series. Boston was a cohesive monster. Udoka had them playing like, he had them playing like the Kobe Lakers. With Pau Gasol, Lamar Odom, Ron Artest, that team, that one, that team. 
He had them running hard. He had them playing hard. I know you're going to say, oh, you know, how are you comparing them to those Lakers? You know, they may not win, but you know what? That was a cohesive team, and just like this, with a good coach. With a deadly star, a.k.a. your Kobe, the man that learned directly from the Mamba, Jason Tatum, and you don't believe me? Watch them both of them play. Watch the both of them play. I know I know we all seen those side to side videos with Kobe and MJ. Watch a side to side video with Jason Tatum and Kobe Bryant. Scary. Scary. Jason Tatum just a few shades lighter, but skill is there. It is scary. He is he is taking those steps to become one of the best. He doesn't care anymore. He's not the nineteen year old that came into the league that was scared of his own shadow. This is a man. This is a man now. Jalen Brown is a man. He is a scorer. Actually, Jalen Brown's an all around. He's an all around NBA player. Has has morphed himself into a deadly scorer. A guy that could not shoot his 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 first season. Arguably his first two years, but really his first season he couldn't shoot. Jalen Brown is a deadly scorer. Led by veterans, you got Marcus Smart. Who has been a defensive dog ever since he was at OK State? Yeah, and I, I remember him at OK State. Al Horford, savvy veteran, crafty veteran, learned how to shoot, could shoot the three. Robert Williams is only going to get better. He is your glass cleaning lockdown. Who's I mean, it's terrible. He's six eight, but he plays defense hard, and he defensive player of the year, my opinion. This team is deadly. Then now look, you got Brooklyn. Clown show. I'm going to say it again. Clown show. Now look at these issues that you guys got. You guys didn't play, like I said earlier, you guys didn't play the whole season together. Steve Nash used, I believe it was, 35 different starting lineups this season. All these issues coming to play now. Kyrie Irving getting up there on the stand, saying in the, on the mic, saying, "Yeah, you know, you got me and Kevin and some other guys." Well, you know what? Let's look at those other guys that didn't play. Look at when Blake Griffin played. Blake Griffin was bringing some energy there. Granted, it wasn't for a long time. He looked like he was huffing and puffing after a while, swinging at the foul line like Pat Ewing. But Blake Griffin was—he—he he was locked in defensively. He was playing tough against Jalen Brown. Only got in the last two games. Why was that, Steve Nash? You're you're running the show. You're right. You're running the show. What was that? The Marcus Aldridge could have at least provided some paint defending. Could have could shoot the mid range. Could give you something off the pick and roll. Didn't have anything. You didn't play him. Why didn't you play him? That series could have at least been pushed to six, seven games. Now you guys are going home at four. Kevin Durant, when Kevin Durant wants to get mad at at Chuck for saying that you know you're a bus rider, well, you know, dude, you are. I'm sorry to say this, but yo, yo, yo my man, you are. Look at all the teams you were on. You just expected just to be good and not and not have to take on any of the responsibility. You just wanted to be good. And just score a million points, and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Steph and Draymond are at the are at the podium, but yeah, you know, I'm I'm just here scoring thirty four. You know, come on, bro. Like really, life don't work like that. Are you kidding me? Now look, yo, look at the mess y'all made. Yo, as a Knicks fan, I was pissed off that day, the day that they signed in Brooklyn. I was hoping, I was like, yo, man, 
I hope I don't hope they snap their legs or anything, but I hope this blows up in their faces. And now look, Ben Simmons may not play a game as a Brooklyn Net. The Nets are tied financially. The Met, the Nets are strapped. Just off those three guys alone, how do you expect to win if none of you are going to give up any pile, any piece of the pie to sign some good, sign some guys? You're talking about oh yeah, Kyrie's talking about oh, yeah, we had all these other guys that were there. Goran Dragic isn't just an other guy. Andre Drummond isn't just an other guy. Nick Claxton's a talented other guy. You know who would have been good on that team? And, and Bruce Brown, talented, high point scorer, but he's just short. Joe Harris is coming back, but he's still got no defense on the perimeter. You know what the you know what the Nets really need? They need for right now, they need a big man who can shoot. Who does the dirty work. Wow, who does that sound like? A big man that can shoot who does the dirty work. I'm gonna say that again. A big man that can shoot who does the dirty work. Wonder who that is. Maybe the Nets had this guy before. Maybe he was the leading scorer in Nets history at one point. Maybe he's Brooke Lopez. And maybe I bring his brother Robin Lopez with him. Maybe I do that. Or JaVel McGee. Dwight Howard. I know Dwight Howard can't shoot, but JaVel McGee Dwight Howard can play defense. He doesn't want to score. He just wants to he just wants to block shots, rebound, pass the ball. JaVel McGee just learned how to shoot. Why not one of those guys? I think the whole ego, I think the whole narcissistic behavior by Kyrie Irving is really killing the Nets. I think that them picking up Ben Simmons was a terrible move. Ben Simmons, who got traded here around, he got traded here the same day that James Harden got traded here. Granted, I'll give the guy, you had an epidural. That's not a joke. You had an epidural in your back. Okay, your mental health is okay, cool. But when it's time for you to play, James Harden's played in many games for the Sixers. After your epidural, why couldn't you give at least 10 minutes a game? Couldn't do that, bro? You really couldn't give 10 minutes a game. <laughs> like, yo, you, you couldn't give 10 minutes? Yo, that's insane, man. You don't care about you don't care. You just want to be in Brooklyn just for the fashion and stuff like that. You don't care about winning. You don't care about your team. You don't care about nothing like that. Ben Simmons also said he said that he he had a roadblock mentally because anytime he thought about playing basketball, his back would hurt. That's what he said. Guy said, anytime I thought about basketball, my back would hurt. You know what that sounds like? Hey, you want to go to school? No, my tummy hurts. I think I don't want to go because I'm good. That's what that sounds like, bro. Mental health isn't a joke. It's not a joke at all. But it just seems like, it seems like, it seems like, seems like. Now you're just making stuff up. Because anytime I think about going to work, all of a sudden I get sick. But I still, but you know what I do? I get up and go to work. That's what we do. We get up and go to work. 
But y'all wanted to go to Brooklyn for a soft landing? Good, stay there. It's me, it's me, and CJD in the place to be. I'm out.